Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. So we can take a look at this one. One of my favorite plays this week is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, who are four-point underdogs. We're four-point underdogs. Uh, when I grabbed it, spread now sitting there at three, uh, going against the San Francisco 49ers. Tough trip for the 49ers going to Philadelphia. Your guys' thoughts on this game? You can go first. I feel like you're detached from us right now, Ryan. <laughs> it does. It does. Talk to us. You just give us a pick. You say, hey, here's what we're doing tonight. Your guys' thoughts. And then you back up and then you just get on your phone. I feel like we're not talking to each other right now. I like the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in this game, actually. I just think that this is a uh, trap spot for the San Francisco 49ers. Early kickoff for them, obviously, uh, making that trip pretty much across the country. The defense was really good for Philly. Uh, granted, you know, it was against Atlanta. I had high expectations, not really for Atlanta uh, as far as winning football games this year, but offensively, even with losing Julio Jones, you know, and bringing in Kyle Pitts, who is only a rookie. Uh, I thought Kelvin Ridley was going to have a bigger day than he did. They only scored six points and Matt Ryan played terrible in that game. And the Eagles only gave up what, like 266, 267 yards of total offense. So yeah. they impressed me defensively. They're pretty solid stopping the run, and uh, San Francisco's got some injuries, obviously, you know, with uh, Mostert out for the year. Uh, I think that there's a good shot San Francisco wins this game, but when I got the four, I had to play that number. Down to three, I still like it. I think the Eagles could outright win this game. I mean, Jalen was impressive. I like the play calling, and Philadelphia was much better than I expected, and they're at home, uh, and this is just one of those spots where I'm going to fade the San Francisco 49ers. Also, I don't think it's like a look-ahead spot, but they got the Packers the next week, too. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I literally have here in bold on my notes, like no cap. It says Eagles plus three, low key outright in all caps, plus 135. <laughs> yeah. Um, since 2001, these two teams have met 12 times. Philly has won eight of those. So since we're taking things back, Philly has had the advantage in this one. Five and one against the spread in their last six home games. Niners won eight against the spread their last nine games against the Eagles. Trends. But in all honesty, Trends. The, the 49ers, I mean, they're down Raheem Mozart. We we know that for the season. One of their, their best running back, their starting running back. But I think the bigger blow is they lost Dre Greenlaw with his groin injury. Six to eight weeks. He's an intricate part of that defense. Um, He was he was flying around against Detroit. Um, His speed just makes that defense so special and unique as well. He adds to that six tackles against the Lions. Uh, allowed four completions. But what was good about that was, yes, he allowed four completions, but only for an average of 4.2 yards per target with a passer rating of 44.6. That was lowest on the team in week one. So I think the Eagles, like I, I said from the start, when I saw them play against Atlanta, I knew Atlanta, I didn't have many high expectations for them, but the offense looked really unique and in, 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 in structured for um, structured for my guy, Jalen Hurts. He looked like he was in control. And one thing that was a knock on him was when Hurts doesn't get his first check, his first read, He's moving and he's looking to scramble and get out there. He's scrambling and looking down the field and making plays. Like yeah. he's he's make he's he's not just running to run. He's running to to pass, and that's what you're supposed to do as a quarterback is to continue to go through your reads. I loved it. They kept Atlanta guessing. That offense is looking pretty serious. And I even said this on one of the hits that we had on our seventeen thousand Odyssey, Odyssey stations that we talk to every single week is that you know if I were playing any if there was like a value play in the NFC East. I would hop on the, the Philadelphia Eagles because, number one, they're the healthiest team right now. I look at Washington in their quarterback position, and that defense looks terrible. I, like, I love Heineke, but they do have injuries. Dallas, same thing. I like Dallas's offense, but they cannot keep players on the field to save their lives. Philly have an element of surprise, not a lot of expectation. They have a lot of veterans there, too. 
And Hurts is a dual threat quarterback, and that offense is tailored to him. I don't hate him to win hey, NFC East. You know, you brought that up really quick. I didn't mean to. And so, um, you know, like talking about football team, do you? So, like, I kind of like compare them to kind of what I saw from San Francisco. Like, the reason I played San Francisco twice to win over ten and a half games is I thought that they were going to be much better on the defensive side of the ball, like with Nick Bosa coming back. But, dude. This is the reason I'm taking the Eagles because I think offensively they're going to be real creative. And the 49ers give up 33 points and 454 yards to Jared Goff and the Lions. Yeah. And now they're without uh, Drain Green, Dre Greenlaw. He's going to be out four to six weeks yeah, as bro. well. So they're already beat up on the defensive side of the ball. And that was but 21 like, points after halftime. That, and that's what I mean. Like, So they gave up all those points and they look like a mess defensively. Yeah. And the reason I like football teams so much, Washington coming into the season was because of the defensive side of the ball. Do you think there's anything to these guys really not like playing in the preseason and not doing a whole lot of hitting? Like, it's like excuses we make. Like, defensively, like, even like Tampa Bay last year, they were kind of a mess, like, the first couple of weeks of the season. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they got cooked by the Saints. I feel like I still have some hopes that the football team are a good defense. And same thing with San Francisco, but I'm, that's one of the reasons I'm back in Philadelphia. I just don't understand in what universe a COVID filled year where the San Francisco 49ers lost basically everyone yeah. just erases what they did the year before. And right. now we're hyped on this trash-ass Philly team that beat maybe the worst team in the league in Atlanta. Like, talk about... Well, the, the Jaguars do exist. Talk The Jaguars do exist. That's a trash team. Like, okay. So, <clears throat> they should have beaten Atlanta. And now I think that's maybe the biggest... You two, perhaps, maybe the biggest overreaction hopping on well, Philly. Well, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't that they beat Atlanta. It was the fashion in which they thought, you can beat a bad team and it be overreaction. They actually look like like sharp on their end. It was Arthur Smith calling the play. It was, I like it, Arthur it was Smith. Like, the play calling was, like, it reminded me of, like, RG3 type RPOs. Like, it was just a beautiful brand of football. It wasn't that they beat up on a team or they, like, moseyed past a team that was worse sure. than them. Like, for example, like the Houston game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was somebody had to win that game. I feel like Houston, even though I'm high on uh, Gerard Taylor, Houston just kind of won that game. They, they they didn't really do anything magical. Philly went out there and just decisively did anything that they wanted. And I think that could work against a lot of teams in the NFL, not just the Atlanta Falcons. Well, and I think the overreaction is also coming from the fact that the Niners were up 21 points and kind of took their foot off the gas. Sure. Yeah. So they let a lot of points come back, but that game was already decided. They yeah. could have they could have won it at any point in time. So, yeah, the discipline's not there. Maybe the defense isn't exactly where we want it. Bosa coming back from injury and now losing Greenlaw, but like But they but they the should injury, be a pick 'em. The injury is the is the actual concern. It's not no, the fact. Sure. I don't even care that you let a Detroit Lions team come back. Like I'm with you. The injuries that keep piling up for them right. is what concerns me. I mean, I mean, the better play for me, I don't even have a side play yet. I would probably play the Eagles to cover three, like I said, and I would sprinkle something on, on them. The, the, right, the, the play is the total. But like, For sure. I like Take, the over. I, I love the over. But right let me now, say this. 40, go ahead. They barely beat a Niners team last year, missing like 22 starters. Who, the Eagles? Yes. Oh, the Eagles last year looked they, nothing they, like this true. team this year, though. That's like, true. We're talking about things that don't matter. That team last year was like I I couldn't even my eyes bled when I watched the Eagles that play was last bad. year. So that it didn't matter bad. who is not Jaylen even close. Came in. Until like, Jalen came in, I think me and you were on the same side though. I like the over. Oh, it was so good. But if I had if I have to take a side, I I have to take the Niners because I don't think enough people are taking the Niners seriously because of how that second half looked against Jared. Really, it's Jared Goff. Like the fact that they let Jared Goff do whatever he wanted in the second half is why I think the world is hopping on the Eagles, especially I, how impressive impressive the Eagles looked against the, uh, I the just, Falcons. I just think 
if it's a scoring, like this is why I still haven't selected a side, but I think if it's going to be a high scoring affair, which I think we're both assuming it will be, then there's a chance that the Eagles can't prevail because they can put up points against a defense that is losing major pieces of that team, of that core. That That's what concerns me the most. And also, back to the total, the 49ers are lying 33 points, like you said, 454 yards. It's still unacceptable, especially when you have a guy coming in like Jalen. Like, dual-threat quarterbacks, stay, like they're, they're, they're scary. They're scary, especially when they're as accurate as Jalen Hurts is. 27 of 35 passing, 264 yards, Three touchdowns, 62 yards on the ground. 62 yards, like, that's ridiculous against any team, let alone just the Falcons. I think that game goes over, and I really want to sprinkle something on the Eagles' money line, but I already kind of have another NFC East team on the money line that I will talk about a little bit later here. But I think the Eagles, like, that, they might really beat that 49ers team, man. But, you know, the 49ers, though, that play calling, Trey Lance coming in, like, they might have their way with the Eagles defense, too. Like, that's what I'm saying. The more scoring that goes on, it's kind of like, who can score the most points? And in that, in the, and if that situation is what we're talking about, one stop is all you need. And yeah. either team could give you one stop. I, it, I love Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts' rushing prop, too. I think it was like oh, 70 yards. I'm surprised it's not time. like 100 yards <clears throat> coming into this game. Well, of course, you're playing the 49ers defense. Yeah. But he is just – they're like design, run, RPO, rollouts, boots, all that stuff. And if you think the 49ers DBs can you know hang with some talented guys that they have on Philadelphia's team, then – of course, I think Jalen Hurts can go ahead and scamper for a little bit more. But yeah. what's his rushing attempts? I think I saw it at like six and a half. I like that too. Oh, you see, yeah, cool. another thing that I really like, and this sounds crazy because you figure it's probably going to be a quarterback, right? And I know a lot of people have been making the case for Najee Harris, but I was looking at um, offensive rookie of the year futures, and I know he's a wide receiver, but dude, people were no, saying he's this. Awesome. About, see, people were saying <laughs> this about the Heisman Trophy too. Devontae Smith last week, what did he have? Six grabs for 77 yards and a touchdown in his first NFL game. He looked he's like still it, it's 16 easy. to one. Easy. And dude, Hertz is going to go to him a lot. I don't really hate that price. Uh, Kyle Pitts is 16 to one, but even with Arthur Smith calling those plays, like they were still the same team in the red zone. So yeah, it might be a little overreaction. Also, if this game is in San Francisco and it's a noon start, 1 p.m. start. Or you know, three o'clock start. Yeah. I'd be all over the Niners. I would hammer them. But it's in with, Philly. With this, yeah, with that trip, with an that's excited the fan I like base, them. an excited Philly fan base that is really like, oh, you guys are talking about Washington and Dallas. We can win this division. And this I division can, sucks, and we're gonna pack out, pack out that stadium. We're yeah. gonna see. We're gonna see. I think this division is going to end up being a little bit better. Well, I mean, it's like it's not hard to top like what it looked like last year. Yeah. But I mean, it could be an exciting division. I mean, the Cowboys are going to score a bunch of points. The yep. Eagles are fun and exciting. That version of the Giants last night wasn't too bad to watch. Funny, funny, exciting. You know? And then you got the football team who legitimately could win the division. Heineke's Heineke, the next Brett Favre. He's the next Brett Favre. That's exactly. what they keep saying. Yeah. Exactly.